This is the Monday, October 4th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgerman, Anita Marks with you here on Another Monday, Anita, we had a wild Sunday in the NFL, of course, capped off by the Sunday night affair at Gillette Stadium. A little wet, a little rainy, but Tom Brady and the Bucks go in there, get a 1917 victory that had to taste oh so sweet for Brady. Yeah, but oh so close. <laughs> the upset, you know, the, the homecoming. So, man, uh, you know you know me. We, we talked about it all week last week on our podcast as well on Daily Wager. I like the Patriots. I love them getting seven and a half. I did put a little money down on them uh, on the money line. I played all the overs with Mac Jones, all the unders with Tom Brady. So I, I, I did well financially yesterday. But, man, it would have been so great for the Patriots to make that field goal. What, what, what an, and, then, and then think about this, Tyler. We would have had like uh, 55 seconds of a vintage, yeah. <laughs> right? right? Tom Brady trying to, you know, take the offense down the field. You know, like, I just think, I, I think, A, a little, a little sad that it didn't happen. And B, I feel like, man, we were a little cheated because what, what an amazing ending that would have been. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's, it certainly would have been fun to see that, uh, that field goal from Nick Folk go through rather than doink off the left upright. Um, you winning some money uh, puts you in a very small minority. The public massively backing uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So you and the sports books had a wonderful Sunday evening cleaning up big time. So I'm sure that guy who was uh, chatting at you on Twitter will uh, apologize <laughs> for um, being a dunce uh, and dolt like he was. I'm sure the apology is coming on Twitter because that's how people act on social media, no doubt about that. They're uh, more than uh, willing to eat crow. But great job, Anita. You've been hot um, all year long, so let's dive right in. we got Monday Night Football, the Chargers in L.A. hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, the surprising 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders versus what I think is a very good Charger team. Let's start with side and total. The Chargers laying three in this game, total around 51, 51 and a half. What stands out to you? What do you like? What might you be playing? Yeah, listen, I think this is going to be a close game, but I do like the Chargers minus three. I would not play them at minus three and a half. I think this might come down to a field goal. Also, you could buy the point down to minus two and a half, and that's running you about minus 145. Also, I like the Chargers over 27 and a half points. Listen, as we know, Tyler, both these quarterbacks are having a career year. But give me Herbert over Carr, number one quarterback in completion percentage and passes over 15 yards or more. Also, this is going to be really a true test for that Raiders defense. The other quarterbacks they've gone up against, Lamar Jackson, again, all due respect, you know, solid quarterback, but Ben Roethlisberger and Jacoby Brissett. Mm -hmm. Also, Mm -hmm. the Chargers have the better backfield, and not not just because they're healthier, but I like Austin Eckler. And you've got a Raiders team that are giving up the most explosive running plays to opposing running backs. So I, I just think, you know, again, I, I think it's, it's going to come down to the wire. Both teams, their coaches have done well this season. I just give me Herbert over Carr, and I do believe it will come down to a field goal. So um, I, I do like the Chargers minus two and a half, but I'd I, I, I play them at three as well. Yeah, I, I, I would – 
of course, love to get two and a half. If you want to buy that, I understand. Playing it at three, I think, is the absolute upper limit of what I'm willing to lay with the Chargers. Would not go to three and a half, like you said. Uh, I do think they're the better team, and the offenses are kind of a wash, even though I do think there's been some. Um, I do think the Raiders are operating closer to their 98th percentile, 99th percentile. Um, outcomes. So I think there might be some negative regression coming for the Raiders where I don't even think the um, Chargers have have gotten close to their 98th or 99th percentile uh, outcomes. I think there's some positive regression coming, especially the first few weeks where they're moving the ball up and down the field, but we're putting it in the end zone. So I think that regression is coming with some scoring. So I'm kind of on you in the script that you are developing there. I like the Chargers to win this game, put points on the board. I would lean over, but again, I, I do think it's going to be um, the toughest defense that uh, Derek Carr and John Gruden have had to face on the road. Now, it may be a home environment for the Raiders, who knows, with uh, their old roots there in Southern California. Uh, but uh, my concern is that the uh, Raiders offense is going to drop down a little bit here in coming weeks in terms of production. So I think we're developing a similar game script um, when it comes to how these two teams will play out this evening. That leads us into props, where you, again, have been absolutely slain this season. So I will let you have the tee box, and I see that we're kind of aligned in some of the props that we like, especially through the air. So what do you have? Let's start on the uh, Chargers side. You mentioned Justin Herbert. You like him. What about some of the weapons that he has to work with? Yeah, so uh, here, here are the Chargers profits that uh, I'm going to be playing tonight. Herbert over two and a half touchdown passes. He had four last Sunday. Dude's... <laughs> Dude's almost to 1,000 passing yards a game. <laughs> it's really, really unbelievable. And he loves uh, his big Mike target. Mike Williams, I love the way the Chargers are utilizing him this season. I've got him over 74.5 receiving yards. I also, have, I also have him scoring a touchdown at plus 103. And you can get him to score a touchdown and the Chargers win outright at plus 165 he's got 31 targets in three weeks and out of those 31 targets six of those are in zone targets um i also like keenan allen over seven and a half receptions um last time he faced the raiders uh fully healthy and played a full game 11 targets nine for 103 and a touchdown also austin eckler as i said before uh, the raiders are giving up the most explosive rushing plays slash yards to opposing running backs so I like Eckler over 56 and a half rushing yards. And here's a sneaky good play for you. Now, watch the matchup between Max Crosby and Storm Norton on the offensive line, okay? Crosby leads the NFL with 25 total pressures. Norton, mm. not so great. I think the Chargers are going to need to utilize Jared Cook on the line of scrimmage to help with pass protection. And also, I think they're going to play a lot of two tight end set. So I'm going under three and a half receptions for Jared Cook because I don't believe he's going to run a lot of routes. But I'm going over six and a half receiving yards for Donald Parham. Am I pronouncing that properly? Yep. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think that's a, you know, because of what I'm anticipating from Crosby. Uh, the the Chargers needing more help on the offensive line. Cook staying home more. Parham going out over six and a half receiving yards. Cook under three and a half receptions. Those are my Chargers prop bets. Yeah, big Donnie Parham is uh 
he's a weapon that a lot in the fantasy community want to see get used more often because he's six. He's literally six foot nine right. as a tight end. Yeah, he's like LeBron James size. Uh, right. and he's like a very good athlete. So they, they want to see him get involved in the red zone and get used more often. And maybe Cook um, can can stay in and help on Crosby chipping and allow Parham, who is a better receiver. Cook is a great receiver for a tight end, but Parham, that's really his specialty. Uh, they can use him there. On the Chargers side, I, I like what you're saying about Herbert over two and a half uh, passing TDs. The Raiders pass defense has been good this season, but again, I think those stats are propped up by the fact that they have played Jacoby Brissett, Ben Roethlisberger, and Lamar Jackson um, when his offense was at less than 100%. Um, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are obviously as good a duo that we have in the NFL uh, at the wide receiver spot, especially with Big Mike um, now adopting that Mike Thomas ex-receiver role in Joe Lombardi's offense. Um, he is performing like Mike Thomas. He's getting eight, nine, 10, 11 targets a game, just right up there with Keenan Allen, who still does lead the team in targets on passes from uh, uh, Justin Herbert. So consider that. Uh, but Mike Williams has been an absolute beast. He has no less than nine targets, no less than 82 yards, and has it caught at least one touchdown in every game so far this season. So I think his receiving prop of 74 and a half uh, receiving yards is still a little bit too low for this matchup where I expect the Chargers to move the ball, score the ball, put points on the board and be efficient and effective through the air. Uh, If you play daily fantasy, I like the price on Keenan Allen right now because he and Mike Williams, when you look at the stats, are essentially the same. Williams has just scored more touchdowns, which can be fluky, which can be uh, fluid. So Keenan Allen is a little bit cheaper than Mike Williams right now. Williams is operating at the top, the top of his kind of uh, expected price point, and the price on Allen is a little depressed. So I think he's the better buy on daily fantasy if you're playing showdown slates. Keenan Allen's the guy I would look at because I think everyone's going to be attracted to the production and game log of someone like Mike Williams, and the ownership is going to be um, a little too far depressed on someone like Keenan Allen. So that's something to consider there if you're playing showdown slates. Uh, Keenan Allen might be my favorite play on the slate, especially in that PPR format that DraftKings has. Let's go to the Raiders side. So it sounds like we have the Chargers winning this game and being productive through the air. What about the Raiders offense? Are you expecting them to keep up, Anita, or do you think unders are the play on that side? Well, they're, they're going to have to keep up. Right. Um, especially we don't know, like, what's the latest on, on Josh Jacobs, right? Um, is it game right. time decision? Has he been ruled out yet? Like, you know, Peyton Barber did okay last week. I know they got Kenyon Drake, but I think they're going to have to do it through the air. And there's two wide receivers for the Oakland Raiders I'm looking at. Uh, one is Hunter Renfro, over four and a half receptions. The Chargers like to take away the long ball. And so, you know, call it a dink and dunk, whatever you want. I think Hunter gets a lot of targets tonight. Um, and he's surpassed over four and a half receptions uh, all three weeks in every game. So probably might be one of my favorite prop bets, by the way, Tyler, is Hunter Renfro over four and a half receptions. And then Brian Edwards seems to be the wide receiver everybody forgets about. He just doesn't get a lot of respect. Over 18 and a half yards for his longest reception. He's got four receptions on the season already for 109 yards. Um, he's averaging 21 yards per reception. So give me over 18 and a half. I, I think the Chargers, Derwin James is going to be focusing on Darren Waller a lot. And I think that, uh, you know, there'll be a few times where Carr is going to try to go downfield and go long uh, and, and hit that long ball with Edwards. And, and I'd imagine that they connect on one for over 18 and a half yards. So those are my two favorite Raider prop bets for tonight. 
Yeah, I, I think you're spot on in how to assess the way to attack the Chargers defense. Brandon Staley has become one of the best defensive minds in the NFL by playing a too high um, look, light fronts, daring you to run the ball and throw short, kill the defense with a thousand paper cuts rather than allow big explosive plays over the top. That's what made his defense the best in the NFL last year with the Rams. That's what he's trying to replicate with um, the personnel he has with the Chargers. And he's got a Joey Bosa who is not quite as good as Aaron Donald, but damn, he's pretty good. And he's got a Derwin James who is not quite as good as uh, Jalen Ramsey, but damn, he's really pretty good as well. So they got the personnel in the scheme. And uh, similarly, I, I'm attacking, I like what you're doing with Hunter Renfro because I think that's going to be where Derek Carr has to look with the uh, top being covered. So Henry Ruggs, I'm kind of bearish on him under 44 and a half yards. I don't think he's going to connect with those big plays. And that's usually where they try and get him over the top. I think the same is kind of uh, Brian Edwards deep over the top. So I'm a little bearish on him as well. I know you like maybe one play going over 18 and a half yards, but I do think the way to attack this team is going to be with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro short and intermediate stuff. There's a little bit of concern that Waller will have to deal with um, Derwin James, who is a beast, but uh, Waller, 11 targets per game. The guy just gets looked at all the time, dating back to last year. I mean, this is a guy who they scheme and build this offense around through the air. And I do think, um, as even as good as Waller is, Staley would be willing to uh, concede some catches to Waller if that means that Ruggs is uh, covered over the top. So I, I like Waller going over at 68.5 receiving yards. I like Ruggs going under 44.5 receiving yards. I kind of like... Uh, Derek Carr under 281 and a half passing yards. This Chargers team is only allowing 201.7 passing yards per game this season. And that's in line with what we saw Staley kind of coordinate last year with the Rams. So uh, maybe a little uh, too bearish on the Raiders because they have been good. But again, like I said, I think some regression is coming and I'm going to try and get out of it in front of it here with uh, a Chargers team I think is just better and may uh, not expose the Raiders but knock them down a peg or two tonight. So that's how I'm looking at that side. As we get ready for week five, week four coming to a close. It's never too early to look ahead. Anita, any lines standing out to you uh, for next weekend? Yeah, there's, there's four that, I, I, that I've already, I'm playing already, and that's uh, the Jags plus four against the Tennessee Titans. Listen, one thing we saw, the Jags on, on Thursday night, it looks like they're finally getting it together, and Trevor Lawrence looked great. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson and the Jets beat the Titans. You got the Jags on a long, uh, rested work week. So give me the Jags plus four. Uh, love that one. The Washington football team plus one against the Saints. Um, listen, they're playing really conservatively on the offensive side of the ball. And you got to like the way that Heineke and this Washington offense is playing. Uh, they're pushing the ball downfield very similar to how we saw the Giants beat the Saints in overtime this week. So I like Washington getting a point plus one. How about Dallas, man? Dallas is unbelievable. This line is at seven. I'd get it before it, it, it jumps to seven and a half. Um, I'm surprised it's not, maybe because the Giants upset the Saints this past week. But, man, uh, now back-to-back weeks, the Giants have to go on the road and take a Dallas team who Dak Prescott and that offense is playing exceptionally well defensively I think they're surprised I didn't I did not expect the right. uh, Dallas Cowboys defense to play this well let alone their secondary wow and last but not least give me the Buffalo Bills with the points at Kansas City please I mean listen the Eagles are god awful I get that I get that uh, Mahomes you know tossed like a gazillion touchdowns but the <laughs> Eagles are just god awful you can, give me give me arguably the best team in the NFL in the Bills 
Defensively, they're 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 getting pressure on the quarterback with just four rushing four. That's the elixir to any yep. defensive team. Yep. And and so yeah, man, give me give me the Bills plus the point against Kansas City, uh, seven days a week and and twice on Sunday night. Yeah, that's the one that absolutely stands out to me. The Bills, uh, by most metrics, are the best team in the NFL, despite that week one blemish against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you can say, oh, they played the Houston Texans. Well, they blew them out by 40 and left points all over the field in that game against the Texans yesterday. So they do look legit. And don't forget, the Chiefs are still 3-12 and ATS their last 15 games. 3-12. and ATS, Woo. despite the, the the win against the number against Philadelphia yesterday, they're still 3-12 and 12 ATS their last 15 games. So I think there's tremendous value on the Bills there. and wouldn't be shocked to see that move of uh, steam to the Bills' side. That'll do it for today. A little bit more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, but it's Monday Night Football, baby. You want it, uh, as promised. Please do us a favor, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. Uh, for Anita Marks, I'm Tyler Fulton. We'll see you guys tomorrow. 